Audi Nice D is moving in a new way forward, and we want to keep you in the loop. So during each episode of our podcast, we'll bring in new people. People like teachers, students, staff, even district leaders to talk about all the things happening in Alden ISD. Welcome back to another episode of All the Things, the Alden ISD podcast. I am your host, Shalia Reed, Chief of Staff, and I am excited to continue sharing the stories and people of Alden ISD. I'm positive this episode is going to be a great one. He's smiling right now. But before we get into it, let me tell you about my top three for the week. Kaylee Newman. This, this month is dedicated to you. March Youth Art Month is the program that encourages support for quality school art programs and promotes art material safety. If you know anything about our fine arts programs, you know that they are top notch and, um, you know, keep our students really engaged and um, informed about other ways to express themselves. You know, I invited Ms. Newman to support our student um, ambassadors and we designed a whole piece of art like each student got to decorate one I mean does I guess paint one little part of a um, painting and it ended up being a like culmination of what 2021 was which was like all about zoom so it was like a huge zoom picture it's sitting outside the superintendent's office and it's like designed by the superintendent ambassadors but anyway we didn't do it in March (laughs) but that's my story to connect to March Youth Art Month The 2022 Educators of the Year event was held on March 11th, the Friday before spring break. And it was so much fun. It's always a fun event, right? So it's one of these events where people dress up that you never expect them to dress up and they like go all out. Uh, I remember my first year. I can tell you what I wore. I wore a gold skirt, chucks, and a white shirt. And people were like, you can wear that to work. Like, it's an event. It's an event. People were weird. Then the second year, we told people to dress up in um, Western gear. And these teachers of the year went all out. So did the staff. Um, Dr. Goffney talks all the time about how she bought an outfit for $400. (laughs) She will not be outdone. And then this year, the, the next year, we had the Tacky Tourist. And we had a parade. And they showed up. So this year when we were trying to come up with a theme, we wanted to make sure there was something teachers could do. So we ended up with a theme that we think, um, we thought could really bring out the best in people. It was a battle. Like Mardi Gras was on the table. But how do you dress up for Mardi Gras? Tailgating was on the table. How do you dress up for tailgating? <laughs> no one knows. So we it's getting difficult. And so I'm I'm very interested in seeing and, and making sure Next year's theme continues to top what we came up with this year. Of course, it's March. March brings basketball. March Madness and the Sweet 16 is underway. So, Eric, you're sitting over there. I haven't introduced you yet, but you can come to the mic. Do you follow college basketball? I do. Do you have a favorite college basketball team? I'm very old school, so Duke. Duke? Yes. Can't go wrong with the Blue Devils. Blue Devils, yeah. Who's your favorite team? That's them? That is. Um, win, lose, or draw? Win, lose, or draw. I remember from the 90s, Christian Leitner hitting that shot. That's right. Yeah, it's just uh, in Mike Krzyzewski's last years this year. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's it, it's, a, it's a dynasty there. So I really love Duke. Have you ever been to the basketball arena? Which one? The Duke. Basketball. No. It's the smallest place you can imagine. It's, it's always packed. so small. Hmm. It's like really, really small. Like think high school gym small. Wow. And it's like hidden off. 
on their campus. Their campus is gorgeous, by the mm-hmm. way, but it's like way off. Oh, man. Um, so if we were going by like old school dynasty, I'm Michigan all the way. Mm. I'm a huge Chris Webber fan. Yeah. Five five. Yeah. Can't beat those guys. And then for some reason, UNLV sticks out mm. because they've had some dynasty. Mm-hmm. When I worked at a university, Kentucky is where my boss worked, went to school and worked. So everyone talks about Kentucky. Mm. They have a great team. But for me, I have three teams I always vote. I always root for Prairie View. You got to vote. You got to root for the Panthers, girls and boys. Um, TCU, go Frogs. I'm also a TCU grad. Um, I'm looking at Valani and her Baylor situation. Boo. And then also, um, I'm also an LSU fan. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the purple. That's There's like a little trend there. The color of royalty. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a queen. Oh, yeah. So for me, those are the three. But I, as I told you guys, like, I don't really follow basketball. I'm a football girl. Oh. College football. Okay. So like the Alabamas, the Auburns. Yeah. Roll Tide. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, pageantry, old school. That's me. All right. Those are my top three. Let's get into it. Eric Torres is the principal of Irmo Elementary, where he leads his team to ensure they educate the whole child. Growing up in Aldine, Eric knows how important it is to have mentors and support in his life to guide him. He's the youngest of three siblings and the only one in the entire family born in the U.S. He started his elementary education right at Irmo, the campus he now leads, and he graduated from Eisenhower High School. Oops, oops. <laughs> After working in the restaurant industry for 10 years and completing a degree in business, he made a conscious decision to go into education after a conversation with a former influential teacher in Aldine. After that conversation, he applied for a, his ACP certification, and 12 years later, we're here. Welcome. Thank you. So tell me more about this bio. You grew up in Aldine. Like where? I grew up in, uh, it's called Willentrose North, uh-huh. um, right outside of, uh, well, not right outside, but close to Acres Homes. Uh-huh. And, um, or Inwood, as you would call it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been there for pretty much since I was six years old. And my parents still live in the neighborhood. They still live in the same house? Still live in the same house. Um, and it still looks the same, smells the same, <laughs> all that good stuff, right? So like when you go to your parents' house, so now when I go visit my mom's house, I'm thinking, how did we live here? It's so small. Like, But it was it was gigantic when I was growing up. Like, does it, So does it still feel the same? Same furniture. If oh, don't talk about the furniture, <laughs> uh, I, I call it cozy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it it is, um, yeah. They've they've updated some of the furniture. Yep. You know, uh, old folks like to keep their their things around, <laughs> keep it right? The same, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they don't like change that much, but uh, they've upgraded here and there thanks to me and my siblings who mm-hmm. have you know par- purchased things for them mm-hmm. or told them to upgrade. But in general, I mean, it's it still feels the same. It feels big still somehow yeah. or another. Do you go often to your mom's house? We do. I do. Uh, I go maybe once or twice a week. Right. I mean, it's right down. It's from right the down the street. So if I have an emergency before I make it home, <laughs> it's a good stop. <laughs> what about cooking? She cooks. She right? still cooks. Uh, actually, she just made some tamales for me today. Oh. I went by, pick them up for lunch, and came back to school. So <laughs> that's a that's a good thing about living close to school. So um, we've you know interviewed or we we're planning to interview. Um, Ike related to their culinary arts program. So it's interesting to me that you went to Ike and you have a degree in business, but you were in the restaurant industry. Did you do CTE programs or you just ended up in the restaurant industry? Yeah, no, I did not do any CTE programs. Uh, Unfortunately, my high school career wasn't great, Mm. I'm going to say. I 
did at the best that I could. Mm-hmm. I I I wish I would have had more support, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm um, but in in general, I had good people. I met really good people. Uh, one of them, I, uh, hopefully, I'll get to talk about later, is Dr. Kelly. Who used to be the art director here? Yeah, isn't it interesting that uh, we're interviewing you during Youth Art Month? Yeah, and Art Month for sure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's one of the most influential people I've had in my life. But mm-hmm. uh, regarding the high school experience, uh, I did not take. The, I, you know what? Let me go back. I do remember I did take drafting. Mm-hmm. I took art. Mm-hmm. I took uh, photography. Mm-hmm. So I took those classes. However, I didn't major in them. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was exposed to them, and I think that's that's a great tool to have in your belt. Uh, regarding something such as a uh, master's of liberal arts. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. And I think that's so important as you grow up as an, to an adult mm-hmm. to be able to have those experiences and able to, to be able to relate to different topics and different conversations with other people around the world. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, as we, we grow up, we travel, we meet other people, we change careers, uh, we have different paths. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to be able to relate to other people in that way and say, hey, I have a similar experience. Let's sure. share this. You know, let's break some bread. Yeah. So what's interesting to me is like when people talk to me, I've done these sessions on branding or, you know, like getting ahead and people always ask, like, what what is it? So you'll hear me talk about reading during the podcast. Mm -hmm. I think reading allows us to like one, explore things we would never explore. And then for me, exposure is a big deal. And so it's about getting on an airplane. It's about going to restaurants. It's about, you know, reading newspapers, seeing things that you wouldn't see, because like you said, it levels the playing field. It allows you and I to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about something. That we have nothing in common about. Yeah. We can start there and it just connects the dots. So I'm glad you shared that. Tell me more about being um, the only one born. You're only one of your siblings born in the U.S. Yeah. So my parents obviously were born in Mexico. My brother and my sister were born in Monterrey, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Uh, They came. My father came over first, Mm -hmm. uh, started working, and he was able to petition the family to come come here in the Mm -hmm. United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, A year later, I was born. So and did. Were you born in that house? Like, did you no, live in we that were, house? No, uh, we lived in the Heights. Oh, okay. Uh, when, okay. When they first moved here, and then we moved over to the Woodland Trace. So, Trails. like, the Woodland Trace was like the settle of like we're gonna be the chase the quote American dream. Correct. We yeah, moved the, out to the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Do you still count it as the suburbs? Well, it used to be the suburbs. It did. Yeah. I still count it as the suburbs. Yeah, suburban, I mean, urban. Right. It's not. Suburban. It's not inside the loop. So, there you know go. what I mean. It's inside mm-hmm. the Beltway, though. It is inside the Beltway. Okay, so do you, so do you speak Spanish? I do. Uh, I'm like ninety eight percent proficient in Spanish. Tell me what the two percent is missing. You know, I grew up speaking Spanish first. That was my first language. Mm-hmm. But eventually, uh, after you know going to school and having friends that speak only English, mm-hmm. you kind of lose it, um, right? You know, uh, and so I didn't practice it enough. So the only people for a, for a while that I spoke to Spanish to were my parents. Mm-hmm. My my siblings and I always spoke English. Uh, and so I would not speak English, uh, Spanish for a long time uh, until I became maybe 16 years old, until mm-hmm. I got 16 years old. And I started having more friends who were recent immigrants or recent arrivals mm-hmm. from other countries in high school. Mm-hmm. And so we hung around uh, a lot of them, my siblings and I. And also because I played sports, uh, not only did I play soccer, but I played football. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that uh, experience, like you were mentioning earlier, I was able to connect with those uh, individuals where I was able to practice my Spanish a little mm-hmm, bit more. Mm-hmm. And obviously I took Spanish in high school and got my high school, my college credit with that too, right? <laughs> Tell me, do you speak Spanish at school when you talk to yes, your kids? Yes, of course. All day. Um, I do announcements in Spanish when Tell I me, do announcements. Okay, practice now. How did the announcements go? Los announcements go, no. Um, hola, buenos días, niños, ¿cómo están? Uh, 
qué bueno que vienen a la escuela hoy, los, los queremos mucho, gracias por, por asistir. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll turn to your neighbor and say, you know, hi or have a good day or something uh -huh. like that. Um, pero eh, no se les olvide que los, nosotros los queremos, tengan un excelente día y uh, nos vemos más tarde. You're, I mean, like that's that. great. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that because you're from the Irmo community and you speak Spanish, which many of your students do, mm -hmm. there's a connection there. Yeah. Tell me about that connection. Tell me how does it feel to like be the principal of the school where you went. Yeah, it was a weird feeling just teaching there because I started teaching there as well. Yeah. And so... I've been there for about 10 years. I mm -hmm. was out two years at uh, a different campus for mm -hmm. due to reconfiguration, but mm -hmm. I came back. And so those initial years were the weirdest, honestly, mm -hmm. because I I was also, I, I as a teacher, you're also an authority figure, mm -hmm. right, in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so I did have friends who had kids in, in school, and I used to see them all the time, and I was able to talk to them about their kids and mm -hmm. say, hey, uh, you need to shape them up or they're not going to be doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it used to be a middle class, um, uh, type of neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Now it's become a little bit more working class, mm -hmm. lower, lower middle. And so the kids that we have now, um, have a lot more difficulty relating to their environment, to mm -hmm. their surroundings, not only their, their immediate community, but to the, the rest of the world. And so that ties into the experiences again. And, um, it's important to me that I ex explain to them and show them that, their little bubble is not the, the only thing that exists in this world mm. that we need to expand uh, our way of thinking. And so you're the, telling this to the students or to, to the, the kids, to the, okay. to the kids. Um, and when I can to the parents, you know, whenever I have meetings or arts, even mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. um, I just had an art. Oh, I'm getting off topic, but, um, <laughs> yes, to the, to the kids, you know, we have fifth graders now and, and those kids are going through a lot of changes mm -hmm. you know, emotionally, physically and all that. And so it's important for them to understand that, their friends or their siblings aren't the only thing that should they should be looking up to mm. um, because some of them aren't, aren't doing so hot. You know, some of them uh, need some support as well in high school or even if uh, they're adults. And so I go into the, every fourth and fifth grade classroom every single day mm -hmm. and they say, I say hi to all the kids and I mm -hmm. tell them to have a great day. Do they know you? They do. What do they, they do. call you? Principal or Mr. Some, well, the little kids call me principal. But the older ones call me Mr. Torres. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it's great to be able to relate to them and tell them, hey, I, I came here too when I was little. Sometimes I go to the cafeteria and I sit down and have lunch with them. And I just talk to them. How's it going? What are you doing? I know a lot of their older siblings because I taught their older siblings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I ask them about them. Mm -hmm. I have two students, two ex-former students who are now uh, paraprofessionals at mm. Irmo, uh, who I'm um, hoping will be teachers soon too. So... Have you found the Eric Torres? Like, have you found the little you? No, thank goodness. <laughs> no, what does that I, mean? I was suspended several times from Irmo <laughs> Elementary. And <clears throat> I'm glad to, uh, well, there there are several Eric Torres, I'm not going to lie. Uh -huh. um, but it's good. You know what I mean? I, I, can, I can relate to that. I can relate to not necessarily acting out, but not feeling like you belong. Sure. And so I'm. I was able to, you know, sit down and have conversations with the boys most more more than anything, mm -hmm. and say, "Hey, man, it's gonna be all right." Or, "How can I help you?" Or, "What do you need?" "What's going on?" And just have a general, uh, just a kind of a man to man conversation with the boys. Man to boy. Man to boy. Man to young man. Yeah. yeah, young man. There you go. <laughs> uh -huh. And so that's always fun. Yeah. You know, the, their problems are the, are the world to them, and they think they're they're always wrong. They're always upset about something. What kind of problems do fifth graders have? Somebody's looking at them. Uh, somebody doesn't want to talk to them. Uh, the 
It's the same thing as in kindergarten. Nobody wants to be their friend. Uh-huh. It never get, they never gets old. They, uh-huh. It's the same issues all the time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They just act out in different ways. So somebody's looking at me can be mm-hmm. a problem in, in elementary. Like the kids are like, he's looking right, at me. Yes. Yes. And and, and that's, un, that's like, are you serious? <laughs> but as a kid, like somebody's looking at me. Like, do they call each other like big head and like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there there are so so many little names that they call each other. So they cut their hair, they cut each other's hair. Oh, they pull their hair. I mean, you're in fifth grade. Come yeah. on, man. So look, in fourth grade, I got into a fight with the boy because <laughs> I don't remember what he said about me, but I remember what I said to him. He wore these red LA gear, and I called mm. them fire trucks mm. because they were so big. <laughs> so mm. I don't know what he said to me. I was like, "You have them fire trucks." And then, like, I think he pushed me. And that, like, oh, that was it. That was it. I mean, mm. I've had, like, I have an older cousin that lived mm. with us and I have a brother. Like, you don't push me. Like, yeah. I'm going to push you back. So I can imagine, like, I don't even know what we were arguing about because it was probably dumb. That's how it goes. Yeah. Exactly. Just like that. Just multiply that by 20. Fourth grade. I can't remember. I can't believe I have that memory. So, look, I'm glad you're having conversations with the kids. In your bio, you mentioned that there was a conversation that changes the trajectory of your career. Tell us about that conversation and what stood out. Yeah, so like I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I didn't have the best high school experience. It, it was fun and all that. Um, I should have done better. I was in advanced classes and up until my junior year, mm-hmm. and I would have done great. I mean, I'm sure I would have been in the top 5% at least mm-hmm. of the class, you know. Uh, but things went down south. And um, when I graduated, I didn't go straight to college. I just I started working. Mm-hmm. Um, I had started working since I was 17 as a server at IHOP. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just making money, and and you know sometimes I tell um, other people and even the kids, I'm like, man, sometimes life just takes you over, and you got to live through that chapter of your mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. And so uh, that was that chapter. And when I met this person, I was working at Mambo Seafood, uh, off right of, here off 45, off of 45 and West Road, mm-hmm. and um, I was a manager there. And I just went over to Starbucks to get some coffee. Like, I'll be, I'll be back, guys. I got a coffee run, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get in there. I'm picking up my coffee, and I look over to the side, and I see uh, one of the persons who I said was one of the most influential persons in my life, mm-hmm. uh, which is Dr. Michael Ann Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, hey, Eric, how's it going? Mm-hmm. I'm like, just, you know, smiles, and, you know, she's sitting down, so I walk over, and we just have a conversation like we used to. Um, she was my pottery teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did not sign up for pottery. <laughs> That's not fair. Y'all shouldn't do that to kids. Don't put them in classes they don't want to be in. Well, sometimes you needed I it. I mean, sometimes you Look, need that credit. I know would... what you mean. <laughs> I was not good at pottery. Uh, I, 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 I didn't do so hot, but it's okay. <laughs> I had great conversations with Dr. Kelly That's while we great. were there. And so um, going back to the Starbucks, uh, she's like, hey, what are you doing? So I told her, hey, I'm working over here at Mambo Seafood as a manager. She's like, no, 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 you shouldn't be doing that. You have your degree? I said, yeah, I have my degree. No, 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 no. You're wasting your life. You should be a teacher. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. And oh, A no. lot of us say that, you know, who've come from ACP or uh-huh. have done something else in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. We would never want to be teachers because of how we were as students. Absolutely. Right? And so... I said, no, Dr. Kelly, oh, she was Miss Kelly back then. No, Miss Kelly, I don't think so. You know, that's not for me. I don't want to have kids like myself, this and that. She's like, no, no, just try it out. She, so she wrote down the ACP program, Texas Teachers. I went back, uh, maybe a couple of weeks passed by, and it just lingered in my mind. Sure. And, and I said, you know what, let me, let me take a look at this. 
Um, I looked it up and I said, okay, it, it, it looks interesting, but I wasn't convinced yet, right? At that time, there was also a documentary called Waiting for Superman mm, that, mm-hmm. I, that I watched. It's great. After that movie or after that documentary, I signed up that, that afternoon. Really? Yes. I said, okay, I needed to do something. There has to be something done. I'm sure not every school was like in the documentary, right? Yeah. But it, it really gets you. Like, you know, mm. like those commercials with the dogs. That that just <laughs> makes you cry and makes you do something, makes you donate money. Are you donating money to the dogs? I do not. No. Oh, it didn't work. No, I don't donate to dogs. <laughs> I have a story about dogs. That, don't. There are too many dog lovers that listen. So we, we have to I'm scared keep... of dogs. Oh, are you? I got bit by dogs several times. In your neighborhood? Okay, I'm going to tell the story real That's quick. That's fine. Okay, I was in Turkey, Istanbul. Okay. Istanbul, Turkey. There you go. Uh, a couple of years ago, doing my runs. I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. And um, I followed this guy. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. So I'm going to follow this guy. My map. You don't even know him. It doesn't matter. He's a runner. <laughs> okay. But runners, no runners. Okay. So okay. I was following the guy. We're coming up, going down the down the coast. It was mm-hmm. amazing views, you know. I can only imagine. Beautiful. Um, so I'm following him about 10 feet behind. And all of a sudden, I see a dog just sitting there, minding its own business. The guy passes him up, nothing, doesn't even look, nothing, doesn't even sniff him. As soon as I walk uh, a run, maybe two feet from him, I see him look up at me. I don't. I try not to look at him. You're you not know, supposed to look at the dog. I know that. This is my third time getting <laughs> bit by a dog. And so I'm trying not to, but my glasses, I don't know, maybe the reflection from my eyes did something. I don't know. I'm running, and I'm trying to, I said, you know what, I'm going to run faster, just in case. He just, out of nowhere, just jumps up, snatches my ankle. And then just comes back and sits back down and lays down. So, like, he bites you and sits down and like, like nothing yeah, happened. It. He's like, I took care of business. <laughs> and there I am like, oh, my God. And I, I cussed him out. <laughs> the dog. That's all I could do. And I just took off running because I didn't want to get bit again. Were you bleeding? I didn't know I was bleeding uh, because I had dark socks on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I finally stopped uh, later on, maybe 10 minutes later. I had to do five, uh, three miles at least. Okay. So, two miles in, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop real quick and I'm going to take a look at my ankle. I look down. And I don't see anything. So Because you have on dark socks. Because I have on dark socks. I get home, I get back to the hotel, and I feel a little pain. I'm like, man, just maybe he just gnawed on me a little bit. You know, maybe he didn't have that many teeth. Oh I don't my know. God. I'm bleeding. <laughs> so there I am in Istanbul uh, with my Google Translator looking <laughs> for a hospital <laughs> oh my God. to get my vaccine. Oh, because you need a rabies yes. vaccine. I didn't want to die. So there Not I am. because of a dog bite, for exactly. sure. Exactly. So there I am in Istanbul, running through the city. Wait, isn't Istanbul known? Istanbul known for like running of the bulls? No, that's that's Spain. Spain. Yes. What is Istanbul known for? Dog bites. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that now. <laughs> it's known for horrible experiences with dogs. That's what it's known for. So you went to the hospital. You got the. I rabies. went to the hospital. I got a, a free rabies shot. Rabies vaccine, because everything's free over there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I should just stay here and get my, no, we need my you three here. shots. We need you here. Um, but yeah, but the, the, okay. And then I left there. I had a connecting flight to uh, uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. So I went to Jerusalem to get my second shot. That you was also free. You have to have three? I have to have three. Mm-hmm. I get back to the United States to take my third shot. You Can you guess how it. much that was? $500. $1,000. Are you kidding me? No. You could have paid for another flight to I go back. I should have gone exactly. I should have gone back to Turkey. This is a crazy. Uh, this could take us on a whole nother path. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm digressing here. But there's the freeness of this thing. Yes. Like the freeness of the things that you need mm. seem like something we should be looking into. Yes. But I'm going to use it as a transition. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. 
Um, you know, in other places, school lasts year round. Mm-hmm. In the United States, it's typically seasonal, right? Like yes, ma'am. the summers are off. Yes. It's mm-hmm. an orthodoxy. You just do things because. Right. And so my question for you is like, we just do things because like, we don't know why we're off in the summers. If you do the research, it's because in the summers, people would go work the fields Farming. or like work. Yeah. Well, we don't live in that kind of economy anymore. So your school doesn't exactly follow the traditional calendar, right? You uh, ADSY, the additional day school year, and then Envision 210, mm-hmm. which is 210 days as opposed to about 176. 180. 180, yeah. yeah. My question for you is, what? tell me about your school and this extended school year. Yeah, so the process was amazing. Uh, working with Adrian, uh, Office of Transformation, mm-hmm. uh, and all the other departments in the district. Uh, mm-hmm. We all did a great job, and I'm very thankful for the hard work that we all put in as a mm-hmm. district, right? The people that work here are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole process was a year-long process, getting through the calendar, getting through all the surveys. It was just uh, a good process. But eventually, once we settled on expanding it to 210 days, we had to decide how those additional 30 days would look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to decide what the best fit for our campus would be. I think, just so we're clear, some people think that 30 days are like at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, but it's not exactly like that. How does the calendar work? Right. And so that was up to us to figure that mm-hmm. out. And so for, for our calendar at Irmo, we decided to throw in those 30 additional days throughout the school year. Gotcha. And so we we put them in on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We had talked about maybe a Friday, but then we said kids probably wouldn't come to school. Mm-hmm. But so we put them in on a Wednesdays and... They are uh, just a great, great way to recover some of that learning loss that Mm -hmm. we've had, not only because of COVID, but in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were a B campus uh, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things weren't great. I mean, we're not the best school ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Escalante would not be happy that you say that because she'd tell me she was on her way to be an A. We are on on the way to make an A. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are things, you know, that we wish we could could do better on. And and there's always going to be something to work on, correct? Mm -hmm. And so we decided that these Wednesdays would be amazing to help the learning laws by helping the kids through uh, project-based learning uh, with a special teacher. So they spend an hour and a half working on projects, depending on what um, curriculum we're working on. We also have 30, day, uh, 30 extra minutes of SEL time. We also have 30 minutes additional of recess time. Mm-hmm. And the teachers also have additional planning time. Gotcha. And so we're, we're, we're trying to get... Uh, the whole child involved here by addressing their physical needs, their emotional needs, their health needs, and also uh, rec- do the learning recovery as well. And so we are very proud of the things that we've accomplished so far, and we're looking forward to the following year. Uh, we are uh, obviously making making changes in order to improve upon them, and we've already seen some great uh, effects from it, right? And so as we're approaching the end of the year, now that we're in March, uh, we're we're seeing that we are going to, uh, you know, do even better than what we would we would have if we had not had these thirty additional days. So do you do you, do the kids feel different? Like, do they know that there's a different schedule? They do. I mean, we have shirts. Uh, <laughs> you know, kids love shirts. Well, we all love shirts. You know, you were, you were talking about a shirt earlier today, and so we we love shirts uh, that distinguish us from others. We love programs that d- distinguish us from others. Mm-hmm. And so we make sure that we uh, try to uh, reinforce that with with the students. We reinforce that we're a different campus. We are uh, a different type of, of monster here. And when you're here at Ermel, you, you are taken care of in, in many ways. You are given the opportunity to 
learn more than other students, uh, achieve higher, and to um, you know be able to express yourself in uh, the social and emotional aspect as well. And so, yeah. When did you start school? We started Ju- July 9th. And when, well, the kids stood in July 9th. And when do they end? They end June 9th. Oh, so a little bit before and after yes. other students. Yes. What about next school year? Similar calendar? What have you learned so that, you know, next school year, what does it look like? Well, next school year, we're, we're still teeter-tottering, teeter-tottering mm-hmm. between um, doing something even more extreme, mm-hmm. whereas we have something of maybe two weeks off in the summer. Sure. And then we have more uh, time built in throughout the school year where we would have maybe a few days off after every nine weeks. Do you think the learning loss will be recovered because they're in school more? Or do you think it's, are the students taking advantage of like having access to other things that you don't get to have in a typical tight calendar? So this is kind of a twofold thing. And I have my own opinions regarding this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being is that you need good teachers in order to have uh, good outcomes. Sure. And so we're working on that. And that's part of the plan is providing more professional development for mm-hmm. teachers so that they have the tools that they need to provide the mm-hmm. instruction needed for yeah, the students. It doesn't make sense if you're just in school. Longer. Longer and not doing better, right? Exactly. You're just doing the same thing for more time. Exactly. So I understand, like, uh, better, better, highly effective teachers, instruction, like, it has to be legit. Right. And so teaching and learning has done a great job mm-hmm. uh, in providing us those high-quality materials. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Yes, the the more time that they're in school, the better. Obviously, they're they're not at home, not doing anything. They're they're learning. Uh, but the thing that we've seen the be- the more uh, growth in is their emotional uh, mm. aspect. Um, when everybody else started school in August, uh, everybody was going through emotion or through what we call um, a shock yeah. in the system because they they. If we remember last year, most kids did not come to school in Aldine. Correct. Like less than, we were roughly around 45% of our students who were back in school. So when when most people's students came back in August of this year, it was like, wait, Mm -hmm. I got to relearn how to do school. I have to learn how it is to put on clothes every day and like comb my hair and go someplace, a routine again. But you guys, y'all didn't have to do that? or Well, we had to deal with that in July. Oh, earlier. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so earlier. by the time everybody started getting that, we were we were coasting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so we were able to help other, other campuses, uh, provide them with uh, the resources that we looked for. And so going back to, to the amount of time in school, I think it does help. And mm-hmm. we've, we've seen the, the, the astronomical growth. That's great. Mm-hmm. So what do you anticipate happening at the end of the school year? Like, do you think you're going to be an A campus, a B campus? I mean, or does that even matter? Um, I think growth is what matters, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, as, as an educator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know as a, as a district, we want to see, you know, A campuses and, and you know, great scores on star tests. Mm-hmm. But we know where we started. Mm-hmm. And as long as I, I tell the teachers every single day, as long as your kids are growing, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be astronomical growth. Or it could be incremental growth. Mm-hmm. I said, because once we meet with the parents or we talk to the parents, they want to know if their kids are learning. You know, we have to make sure because some of us have kids, too, and we want to make sure that our kids are learning. Mm-hmm. However uh, uh, small it may be, because mm-hmm. we don't want parents to send them to a, a campus where we're there for 210 days mm-hmm. and they don't learn That's or right. they don't grow. I said, so when they started at point A, we got to get them at least as close to point B as possible if we don't get them to, cl- to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we push as hard as we can. Like I mentioned earlier, the thing about the teachers, it, that's a, that's a different uh, mind shift for them as well. Mm-hmm. They, uh, even though we provide more time for PD or professional development mm-hmm. there, this year has been more difficult because of the new curriculum. I can imagine. Right. 
So uh, first and second grade, for example, they're doing uh, new math curriculum and they're doing language arts. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of time. And so that's why it's ha I'm happy to be able to provide them with more time to plan, to, to just rest. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes we sit, when I was a teacher, I used to just sit at my desk for a bit and just, and just stare into empty space. Right, like just breathe. Breathe, collect your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I, th I think the teachers uh, are the ones that need a lot, a lot of the support as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they are okay, and if, if me as an administrator and Ms. Brooks as an administrator provide them with the tools that they need, then they should be able to provide the students with the instruction that is needed That's in great. order to grow. That's a great example. I love how you tied that together. So I have just a few more questions for mm -hmm. you. My first one is, like, what's next? I mean, I know you're a principal, and I'm not trying to take you from Ermel, so um, I don't need the Ermel crowd to chase after me. But, like, <laughs> you know, what's next? Like, what do you see? What's the future for you? Do you see yourself being a superintendent, a you know, over overseeing schools? Do you want to— um, design curriculum, you'd be a great, you know, you'd be mm -hmm. a great designer of like transformation, Adrian, yeah. somebody's come after your job, <laughs> but like, you know, what's next for you? What do you have on your bucket list? Yeah. You know, I, I, I take advantage of all the opportunities that I can get. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you, you go looking for them. Sometimes they come and find you just like Dr. Kelly did. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it just depends on, on what happens. However, I feel towards the end of, of this year, if there's something that's available and I feel that I'm a good fit for it, then I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I tell people I love Irmo and I, I'm, I'm happy I'm here. But at the same time, we all have to grow. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier about chapters in our lives, we all have different chapters in our lives. And mm -hmm. we have people that have influenced us mm -hmm. in, in so many ways. And so if it is either Adrian or, or Dr. Watson or mm -hmm. somebody else who uh, needs somebody like myself to be able to provide more choices and opportunities mm -hmm. for our kids. Yeah. Then that's that's what I'm willing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to grow as uh, as individuals, mm -hmm. you know. And I can't, or we can't be stagnant in in a place where we just feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have to grow and expand uh, ourselves. And so, you know, a, a doctorate degree is obviously in my future. Oh, is it? Yeah. I uh, didn't know. Obviously, though. Like, oh my bad. So, so like, where do you want to go? The cheapest place. <laughs> okay, look. So I'm on this. I'm on this mission to get my doctorate paid for. Uh -huh. Okay, it's not probably. It, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm mm. not giving up hope. So if you find one, let's see if we could do a buy one get one free system. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah, I've, I'm going to just give a shout out to I've looked at U of H. Yes. All the folks at U of H, think about me. Sam Houston, go Cats, go Bearcats. Baylor. Yeah. He's he's a great guy leading that program. Hello, Abilene Christian is mm. in the mix. A&M. So, oh, a &M, Yeah. Yeah, they have an urban education program. They do. But I have this crazy, I, I don't know what I want to study. Mm. So that's my problem. Just go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Um, obviously, with the doctors, you kind of got to know what you're going to do. But, yeah, you do. Um, what, you do you, what are you going to study? Educational administration? Most likely. I, I would love to get a PhD, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'll have time, mm -hmm. um, honestly, or the money. Um, but Money, we're looking for free. Yeah, we're looking for free. I don't think they give out <laughs> free PhDs. <laughs> That's right. We give uh, asking you shall receive. We yeah. don't know. And so I'm looking forward to that. I I know that, like I mentioned earlier, um, it'll be a chapter coming up pretty soon. I I, I hope so. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'll do the best that I can. And and my best is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Uh, I've always risen to the occasion. I've always uh, helped people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, that's one thing I I always try to do is bring people up with me. Uh, help others before I help myself because that way 
building those strong relationships with uh, as many people as possible and helping them, uh, you helping yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, like I mentioned earlier about the students that are now working for me or with me, they, they, they do whatever I ask them to do. Hey, go take care of this class. Yes. Go take care of that. You know, no attitude. Uh, they're happy to be there. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I want. I just want uh, people to be happy when they're around me. And I try to bring joy as much as possible to whoever it is, uh, not not only by, by you know, telling jokes or being silly, but also by providing them with an experience. Uh, that's not like a commercial or something. <laughs> uh, providing them with an experience where they they leave with something positive. Yeah. You know, and say, okay, I, you know, that that's a pretty cool guy. That's who I want to be, the guy that you want to have chicken wings with. Yeah. That's right. Um, and so anyways, I, I know looking forward, um, I, I want to do something more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, principalship is hard. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of moving pieces. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm I'm starting to mold others into leadership positions That's as well. That's great. And so that way it makes it easier for me to leave. That's good. Yeah. Not leave. Move on. Move on. Move forward. So just a few more questions for yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Um, what motivates you to get up and go to work every morning? The people. Uh, honestly, I love coming to work. If you ask people at work at Irmo. Are you, you know, the first one there? I am. Except for the custodians. Are you the last one to leave? No, I, okay. no, I don't do late. Okay. I do early. You don't I'm a, do I'm late. I'm an early bird, yeah. Uh -huh. And so if you ask people at Irmo uh, about me, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so loud. Or, oh my gosh, she's always laughing. Or, oh my gosh, she's always yelling or something like that. Whenever I, I do car rider duty in the morning because uh -huh. I get to see more people. Yeah. And so I'm out there like, Miss Torres. There's another Torres. Or I just yell at people walking across the, the parking lot. They're uh -huh. like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Early in the morning. <laughs> yes. And I, I've only had maybe a cup of coffee. Uh -huh. I usually have five. Yeah. Five cups of coffee? I love coffee. I worked at IHOP. And you did meet Michael and Kelly at Starbucks. That's right. There's coffee. Yes. I see. Yes. I've been to Colombia several times. Ah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. This is a random question. Mm -hmm. I, I, can you tell me the story about Istanbul and the dog chasing you and Israel? I need another travel story. Have you traveled everywhere? Not everywhere, but you know what? I'm not going to... Okay, I didn't travel when I was little. Mm -hmm. uh, the only place I went to when... Since I was born up until maybe 19 years old, uh, I went to Disney, but that was when I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents were more... Not poor, poor. Uh, lower middle class. That I'm probably say. wasn't a priority, right? It wasn't a priority. My mm -hmm. dad worked all the time. My mom was uh, a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And so um, after my brother and my sister left, they're seven and eight years older than me. Oh, so after mm -hmm. they left, I had a better life. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, only I was able life. to get my polo boots. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the strap across? Yes, I did. And you wore the, the high ones? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. I had both, the uh -huh. low ones and the high ones. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was good. It was a good life after they uh -huh. left. I see. But I never traveled. And so I made it a big, uh, a big deal for me whenever I grew up to be able to travel. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to travel, since I was 19, I traveled every year at least once. Mm -hmm. um, I have several favorite places. Just last year, thanks to Envision and Adzi, I went to Hawaii, uh, and it was fun, man. I did whatever I wanted to do. I rented a Jeep. I went around the whole island. I had uh, great drinks on the beach. Uh, it was just an amazing thing. But my, I think my favorite place has been Istanbul. Mm -hmm. I've been to uh, Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Colombia is amazing, mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful country. Um, and have I'm you been to Prague? I have not. Mm -hmm. Me so either. It, uh, uh, Europe is, mm -hmm. is my next hit, mm -hmm. uh, either Europe or Morocco. 
honestly. Ooh, I hear Morocco is yeah. beautiful. And so uh, I have traveled a lot in the United States. Uh, Boston is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love Boston and New York, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I, I can't wait to travel a little bit more internationally. Mm-hmm. Mexico is just Mexico to me. I know a lot of people love Mexico. Is Mexico like Florida to you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. And honestly, I'd rather go to Mexico than Florida. Right, but it's like, it's not like, it's, it's not an international trip. It's like, no. you're going... It's going back home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Cancun's beautiful. Tulum is amazing. Yeah. And I love the beach. Yeah. And so I I would be a beach bum if I could. Mm, do you surf? I I finally learned how to surf, if you can call learn, in uh, Hawaii. Uh-huh. And so it, I rented a surfboard. I watched a little YouTube video. And that's how you learned. And I learned. I cut myself several times, but I finally caught a good couple of waves. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, but I loved it. I loved it. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Before we go, anything you want to say to the, the, the listeners, whether you want to say a special message to current students, those who you work with, anything you want to share, this is your commercial break, your time. Oof, I'm early on the spot now. Um, no, I just am very thankful to be in the position that I'm in, uh, to be able to have given the opportunities that I've been given, uh, especially and, and especially being given this platform uh, in, in being on a podcast with you. We haven't talked about books yet. Uh, See, it's my show, though. So oh, my bad. You're, you're trying to rush it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, yes, given a, given a platform such as this is amazing um, because I never thought I would be in a, in a, in a position of this uh, mm-hmm. magnitude. Uh, and so leading a school is amazing work and it's fun. Um, I, I find it fun. I know some people find it more stressful than anything. Mm-hmm. But if you have good people working with you, if you have good people uh, assisting and loving what they do as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it is the adage. I mean, it, it, if you're having fun, it isn't work, you know? And so I really do enjoy what I do. I really enjoy uh, talking to people. And it's weird because I used to be an introvert. Uh, I know um, I still tell people that I'm an introvert, but nobody believes me. You know, uh, I used to tell people that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I also used to tell people I was shy and nobody believed me. Yes, me too. Are you shy? I am. It depends on the situation, though. Me too. Yeah. If I feel comfortable with around you, then I'll talk. Yeah. Otherwise, or if I don't feel that the, anything good will come out of it, then I'm just going to keep walking. You know, someone told me, so I, I'm an introvert. And uh-huh. so someone described, she said, if you're an extrovert, you get your energy from people. If you're yeah. an introvert, you get it from yourself. Oh, well, then I am an introvert. So I'm an introvert. There's many, many, many times where I have to be alone. Yes. I have oh, to recover. Yes. yes. I have my headphones all the time with me. Mm-hmm. I have my backpack with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so even at school, sometimes I close the door, put my headphones on, and, mm-hmm. and I just work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I, I am very um, introverted now, that mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yes, meeting people everywhere I go to uh, around the district is amazing that you can just get stories from people. I love stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love listening to the moth. Mm-hmm. And so people have stories and, and it's, I wish more people would share their stories. You know, I wish uh, we all have little stories we can share That's right. that can turn into huge books. Right. Ooh. And so uh, maybe this podcast can turn into a book. <laughs> maybe, you know, it could every, be like the new, the people of New York. Do every, you, yes. Do you yes. follow that? Uh, I did, used to. Okay. Yeah. There are some great stories of like the people and pe- you can see all the folks that get caught up in the story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so every, every, every person has their own story. Mm-hmm. And I, I love listening to people talk, honestly, uh, more than talking myself. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I'm a very good talker <laughs> or public speaker or anything like You're that. You're fine. Um, but I've gotten better. And I think that comes through the confidence that I've gained from uh, you know, this position and, mm-hmm. and being a teacher and being on, on the stage, quote mm-hmm. unquote, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so 
that does require a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get my naps here and there. And also, <laughs> I, I, I love my naps. I, I do 12-minute naps, by the way. 12-minute naps? Yes, 12-minute naps. I put my timer on. I don't even realize that I knock out and wake back up. Okay, so this morning, so every uh-huh. morning, my husband's alarm goes off at 6, and mm-hmm. then another one goes off at 6.30. Oh, I don't do that. Okay. So when the first alarm goes off, it, it's kind of like telling me, and I don't set an alarm. Uh-huh. It's telling me, okay, you need to get up. Well, usually I'm like, wake me up at 6.42 mm. or 6.46 or something random Somewhere, like yeah. that. But the 12 minutes, I mean, like, you can like have a whole dream. Like you can wake up with slobber. It like is. It's like so, like you're sleep sleep. Yeah. And I will tell you like as, as a mom, a new mom, <laughs> and as like a pregnant mom, you don't get full, you don't get full time to sleep. Mm. You get like, moments yeah. and you got to take advantage of your chunks yes of sleep so the 12 minutes i get yeah no is there a reason for 12 and not 20 20 is too long mm. you know I, I i gotta get things done and i feel way more productive after really? i take my little nap yeah it's real quick do uh, you take one at home when you get home every of course night? and then you're like back up yeah i take my little nap and get back up and just do what i gotta do do you call it a little nap I'm sorry? Do you call it a little nap? Like, do you tell your friends, oh, I got to take my little nap? I don't call it a little nap. I'm not a, <laughs> okay. I call it a, a man nap. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know, I also teach at UHD. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I, I'm busy. I you know, see. I have two classes a, uh, a week. And then with this, it's just a lot. It's I a can lot. imagine. Okay. See, this. I was supposed to be ending, but tell me more about this teaching at UHD. Oh, wow. This is an amazing story. I'm telling you, let's write this book. I, I'm um, with it. <laughs> I'm with it. This is an amazing story, too. I had a, um, a lab clerk mm-hmm. uh, who, was, uh, who was also a para going through college to mm-hmm. get her teaching degree. And one day I call her in like, hey, what's wrong? You know, she didn't seem right. Um, these classes at UHD... I just don't like my professor. They're mm-hmm. not teaching me anything that I'm going to learn. I'm learning more here as a as a para. I said, well, you know, you learn more through your job. Uh, she's like, yeah, but they're just making me do stuff I don't I don't think I'm ever going to use. And she showed me. I'm like, no, you're never going to use that. Okay, wait. I just want to be clear. Dr. Schwartz, we are not talking about your current not, program. No, of course not. And <laughs> so it wasn't them. I, I'm a fan of Dr. Schwartz. I love them. Okay, go ahead. And so... <laughs> I said, you know what? That's not that's not right. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. I said, you know what? I should do something about this. So while she was there, I turned to the computer and I go to uhd.edu and I look for positions. I said, look, they have position available for adjunct professor. And, and it just happened that way. It, it, that's I applied while she was there. A week later, I get a call to Stop go into. It. I swear, I go I go in I I go in for the interview with Doctor Pedrana. Hey, Doctor Pedrana, and. That's it. I got offered two job, two uh, the position and two classes. What I only do you wanted teach? one. I teach uh, writing for teachers. I really enjoy it because I get to tell them the real stories. So okay, adjunct teaching was my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I adjunct taught at Prairie View Ooh. while I worked there, and so people thought you're crazy that you have a full time job. I, I led marketing communications there and then taught, and I had two classes just like you. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was the best part of the job. Yes, like. There were days where I'm like, I'm not going to work. But I knew it was my teaching day, so I went to work. Yes. And then, but so like you said, I had this book and I had a syllabus and you had to do this stuff. But I spent most of my time talking about the real things that yes. were happening. So imagine working at a college campus. They're not staring at each They're not fighting because you're looking at me. There, there's like other stuff going on. <laughs> um. So I remember, oh God, Prairie's going to hate me. There was a girl who like jumped in the water fountain naked during homecoming oh my goodness right and so it created all this media hype and like conversation but 
in my class, we wrote statements. Mm. Because, and so I'm teaching them how to write a statement. And I'm also teaching them about behavior because when you have to write a statement that you publicly have to share, it makes you think, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to jump in the water exactly. fountain and I'm, I'm not going to let my friends jump in. But it was the greatest part of my job. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, not only do we need a PhD, but we also need more jobs, <laughs> adjunct professor jobs. I yes. think I might go back into that. It, it was great. It's fun. It's fun. It really is. And uh, usually I have one downtown, one in Northwest campus. Uh, mm-hmm. And one has about 22 students and mm-hmm. the other one has about six. So the one with six students is the best. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you get to know them on the you mm-hmm. know on a personal level. You really get to talk to them, have the conver- good conversations, mm-hmm. sit down and, and, and you provide that additional support with them. Um, and they really want to teach. Um they they love teaching. They're in they're they're going to school for this, and you know there's great ones, and then there's not so great ones. Mm-hmm. Ones but, that need a little help. Yes, they need a little pat in the push. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's amazing how you get reinvigorated. I'm gonna say by going to these these classes, teaching these classes with these people that are so happy and so excited to want to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when sometimes you go back to the campus and you're like, you have other teachers who yeah. are. On their way out, I'm yeah. going to say, you know. They're in the uh, December of their career. They're, they're twilight. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I could talk to you all day. They're yeah. so, like you said, the stories. Yes. I'm going to use that as a transition. Yes. Stories. Okay. Every every podcast guest has to tell me their favorite book. By the way, he brought me a book. We were eight years in power and American tragedy. I've actually never seen this. This is by Mr. Coates. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this book. Tanahisi, yeah. So... What is your favorite book? I have uh, two. two. Do favorites. you mind? No. Okay. Well, my first, my all-time favorite book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. Um, that has molded me into into the person that I am. These honestly. twelve-minute naps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Efficiency is key, man. Mm-hmm. And so that one, I always share people share that one with people and say, "You got to read this, and you mm-hmm. really should follow it." Uh, mm-hmm. They're very simple things. But they're so meaningful, not not only in in, in uh, work, but also in personal life. The organization, the, the prioritizing. Oh my gosh, how do how much do I have to help people prioritize mm-hmm. at work? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so th- this book is just amazing. And I ho- maybe one day I'll have a a little book club on it. Ooh. Um, but I do believe that it will really really benefit people. So that's my all time number one favorite book. Uh, I know it's kind of nerdy, but no, that's how people I am. love it. Uh, I love Harry Potter, but I never read the books. Me Don't either. Kill me. I've never read it either. Yeah, no. We I, should do a book club. We should Harry Potter. Let's do it. And then, um, so the other favorite book that I had was a high school book that I read, uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Surviving is the word that yeah, I'm going to use. That's what it's about. Survival. And so I, I just loved it. And um, I remember Miss Caps was my high school uh, language arts teacher at Eisenhower. And I read so many books with her. She made me love reading. Uh, I had the highest, the most growth I've ever had in any class, but I failed it. What happened? I didn't turn in any work. Yeah, you just were going. To I school. just read. I read all the books. I did everything that I had to do, but I just didn't turn any work in. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. a freshman. You we know? were just going through the motions. That's it. But you know what? I took that test at the end of the year and passed it. So I still got my credit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one is listening to this. Although I will tell no you, 18. I wasn't like the greatest student in high school mm-hmm. because I felt like school was just unnecessary. So like I skipped a lot of school. Mm. 
Wow. See, I didn't do that until I was a senior. I, I was scared of sk- skipping school. I had perfect attendance. I'm like, I don't want to ruin yeah, this. Yeah, no, no perfect attendance for me. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I'll get there. I mean, I still graduated. Hey, that's right. I was a class officer. I sat on the stage. My mom tells this story that I told her, I'm going to sit on the stage. Yeah. Um, And she thought, well, how is this going to happen? Did you do something wrong? No, like at graduation. <laughs> no, I know. And then I was a class officer. I was yeah. a secretary. So guess uh-huh. what? I sat on the stage and she mm. was like, you told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I think she thought in her mind I was going to be valedictorian. Oh. Um, I never had that plan. Okay. <laughs> that was not a goal no. in my mind. No, no, no. No, C's make get degrees. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. You got to do what I you got to do to get out. That. Yeah. I said, guys, you just got to get the work done. That's it. Although... In undergrad, I have mm-hmm. one, I, I think I've told this story before, I have two B's on my transcript. Mm-hmm. One is in psychology, the lady cheated me, mm-hmm. and the other one was college algebra. Oh, the rest are so A's. math is not your stronghold, huh? I can write a check. Yeah. I can balance a checkbook. <laughs> I can I can also do taxes and gratuity. So it doesn't matter. 15%. <laughs> yeah, I know what to do. Just multiply the tax. You, you double the tax. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love reading now. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of books um, that I've started. Mm. Lots of lots on your to-be-read pile. Yes, yes. And so uh, my my next book, real quick, is uh, the Barack Obama book. Oh, the his um My Promise or something like that? Yeah, so Dr. Goffney listened to it um, oh my as an audible book. Like It took her forever. <laughs> yeah, it took her a very long time. But And she would come back and like, tell me all these, you know, tell me, yeah. like, he did this, this, and this. Um, it, but it changed her perspective. There's a lot of Barack Obama in that book. Really? Because uh, the, the eight years is the presidency. Oh, it's his presidency. Yes. And so it talks about how it affects, uh, how his election affected everything else. Mm. The the results of his election, not only how it empowered, uh, you know, black America, but also white America. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, how it divided the country even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about redlining in, in Chicago. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a very, very great and very well written book. I'm a Barack Obama fan. Mm-hmm. Have you read um, the, the about his father? The book. No. You should no. you should start there. Okay. Like before you get into his book, like read his other two books. Mm-hmm. That if you you know that he left. Oh, I don't want to tell the story, but like he basically was married and like left to go finish his book mm. as a newlywed. That's in Michelle Obama's book. Oh wow! Because he and he like took a sabbatical and lived like in this hut someplace and mm-hmm. just wrote. And you can tell he's a genius, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. he he was so much more than like I think we we boil people down to just being whatever title we give them. Exactly. But he's he was much much more than that. And mm. I the stories about he how he grew up and what he experienced I think really sh- helped shape like who he was as a president. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean I've read a, a couple of different books about him by mm. him, mm. and it it they are not like any other presidential couple. Mm. You know, they didn't come for money. Right, right. And a lot of us didn't either. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's one of the things that's in there too. And and that's a, the thing that I told the kids at school. You know, we, we I, I know what you went through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what you're going through kind mm-hmm. of. And so that's another way to relate to people, right? Uh, and, and the great thing is that I'm not saying I'm rich, but I'm, I'm middle class right. now, thank goodness. And so I don't lose sight of where I've come from, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And although, you know, it's nice with all the great things that we're able to to, to purchase or, you know, have. Or do, like or, go to Instagram. Or do, or <laughs> yes, and, yes. Um, but at the same time, it's always good going back to the hood 
driving. I drive through Acres Homes almost every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drive through uh, every. I, I go everywhere. You know, I'm not scared of going to Long Point and Gessner. Mm-hmm. I, I I love the food over there. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these places that you know, growing coming from them, you still feel that connection, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, I I just want to make sure that whoever I always talk to is like, hey man, I I'm still you know old Eric from 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 the hood too. Were you called uh, Eric? Yeah. Not E. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was at nighttime. <laughs> so you're Eric in the daytime, E in the nighttime. Yeah, Big E. They call me Big E, although I'm little. <laughs> Big E. <laughs> Big E from Big Ike, man. This is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, look, I'm going to end this show. Or we keep talking. Thank yeah. you for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. I yeah. do think that what people will hear really like it'll give them a different perspective of who you are as a leader. You know, uh-huh. I, like you said, we don't get to hear everyone's story yeah. we only get to boil them down to like whatever their title is or, or what you see on twitter yeah you know you, you don't you have to meet the people you have to talk to them and have conversations with them man because otherwise you just don't know them and, and that's not fair no you know that's why we have the podcast thank you all for tuning in we get to tell the stories about the people and the things happening in Aldine ISD another great episode under wraps thanks for being here thank you hey.